Brother BNX and Young Connie down. I said I'm finna go live. Brother BNX and Young Connie down. I'm finna go live. Put my nine to five. Finna go home, boys. Finna be a vibe. Finna be a vibe. Vibe. They say take a leave, so I went to the dive. I'm finna go live. Put my nine to five. Finna go home, boys. Finna be a vibe. Finna be a vibe. Vibe. They say take a leave, so I went to the dive. Dive. To do for self on my own Bossed up, got a car and a home And I did it on my phone I'ma show you how to get it strong Get the bag and it don't take long And you don't need a loan You don't need a boss or a master Get the right team and it's faster This a new chapter Gotta learn the business in the game Every day new money, new change Adapt to the lane It ain't about the bread but the brain Work hard, play hard, new fame No more chains No more yeah. No more chains. No more. I'm finna go live. Put my nine to five. Finna go home, boys. Finna be a vibe. Finna be a vibe. Vibe. They say take a leave, so I went to the dive. I'm finna go live. Put my nine to five. Finna go home, boys. Finna be a vibe. Finna be a vibe. Vibe. They say take a leave, so I went to the dive. I'm finna go live on IG. Sorry, but a nine to five is not me. I'ma do myself until I die. Brothers and sisters, welcome to part two of Do For Self, From Begging to Building. Do For Self, From Begging to Building. We are going to be listening to part two of Brother Neary uh, uh, series. Um, if you wasn't here yesterday, um, make sure that maybe later on today you go check out part two. Um, it should be inside of the app, www.thepowercall.net. If not, it's on my YouTube. You can go check it out there. Um, if you're here for your very first time, make sure that you take notes while uh, he's speaking so that you can have something to possibly share that stood out to you at the end. At the end, I'm going to call on call on you guys just to ask, hey, man, what stood out for you? What did you get from it? And then we kind of dialogue about that at the end, and then we're going to close out for those who would like to visit your local muhammad mosque or study group in person and be my guest go to www.noistudygroup.com www.noistudygroup.com all right here we go y'all still all right now brothers and sisters don't get me wrong i'm not saying money is everything but it is right up there with oxygen. 
Did y'all hear me? It's not everything, but it is right up there with oxygen. In truth, look, be, be careful with people that think money is everything. Because most of the time when you find people that think money is everything, they're willing to do anything to get it. That means they'll lie, they'll steal, they'll cheat. You don't want to have that kind of alliance with people. Did y'all hear me? There's some things that, that money can't buy. See, we, li we live in a sick world, brothers and sisters. We live in a world that loves things and uses people. When the truth is we should be using things for the love of people. There's some things money cannot buy. See, money can buy you a house, but it can't buy you a home. Money can buy you a companion, but money cannot buy you a friend. Did you hear me? Money can buy you a nice mattress, but it can't buy you a peaceful night's rest. It's some things that it takes character to purchase. It takes morals to purchase. It takes treatment of other people well to purchase. And for those things, money can never buy them. I don't care how much you have in your pocket. However, we have in Scripture material witnesses that tell us that you can be right and rich. Did, did y'all hear me? Did you know that Adam was rich? Adam and Eve was rich. Okay, say so how you gonna prove that? Power and dominion over what? Fish of the sea, fowl, every creek. That, that's a lot of real estate. Huh? Just a public service announcement real quick. Have you ever wondered why all the different economic enterprises are just named what they are? But when it comes down to land and property acquisition, it's called real estate. Why? Because at the end of the day, everything is the fruit of land. So the only thing that is real is real estate. So the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, whenever he asked us to invest in the economic blueprint, 35 cent a week, $18.20 a year, he didn't say that I'm gonna gather up your money to open up a laundry mat or a chicken shack. He said, I want to take the money and buy land for black people. Cause that's real estate. Y'all still okay? Well, if Adam and Eve had that much land, that's rich. Abraham, according to the book of Romans 4.11, it says Abraham was wealthy. One verse in Genesis 13 and 2 says Abraham was very rich in livestock, silver, and gold. Job was rich. Come, come on, y'all. Remember the story of Job now. Job had to have, he had to have, he had to be sitting decent. No, just think about it for a second. His children lived with him, right? But according to the Bible, a storm came and wind blew, blew their, the children's house down. Y'all didn't catch that. Job and his wife's house was straight. 
the children's house got blew down. That, that means that he wasn't on no reg regular residential cul-de-sac. Job didn't live in some little town home or no two flat. Job was on an estate. He was posted up. Job had so much, it says that Job was, was worried because he just had so much livestock and wealth. He was scared. Well, you know, did you know the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said that Master Farad Muhammad would make us so rich that we would be embarrassed on how wealthy we were? Y'all thinking about that? It takes a lot to embarrass black people now. Come on now. Don't nobody floss like we floss. We gonna buy a half a million dollar car, that ain't good enough though. I got to put alligator seats in it. Huh? My brother in Indianapolis, uh, Reggie Wayne, he got a Bentley. Y'all got your seatbelts on? This brother got chinchilla fur on the carpet of the floor. I said, man, do, do, do I need to take my shoes off before I get in your car or what? I, what I'm saying is it's going to take a lot to embarrass black people. But that's how wealthy the God is going to make us if we do it in the right way. Jesus was rich. We got two people that believe me. The rest of y'all think I'm tripping. Okay, let's see if we can prove it. According to the Bible, that when Jesus moved around, he had a treasurer named Judas Iscariot that went with him everywhere he went. Okay, let me time out. Let me ask you a question. How many of you brought your accountant with you today? See, see the only time that you got to roll with your accountant is you got to be banked up. Then hold on, then look, the scripture says that Judas Iscariot was stealing from the money bag that he carried with, for Jesus for three years and never got caught. Well, well you know what that means, right? If all he had was five gold coins in there, and one was missing, he's going to know somebody stole. The only way somebody could be taking something for three years and not get caught is when the little that they are skimming is so insignificant to the large amount that you're carrying that it don't even go notice. Jesus had some money. Y'all still all right? Then Jesus told his disciples, he said, look, if you're going to be my disciple, there's three things that you got to do. Number one, you must deny yourself. We have to be willing to be sacrificial. Sacrifice is the willful giving up of what one needs for oneself, for a cause bigger than oneself. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is a man of sacrifice. Did y'all hear me? 
And he didn't just start sacrificing. When he acquired, he's been sacrificing his whole time on the planet. He said that whenever he was in Boston receiving $35 a week income, that before he spent any of the money, he gave $7 to charity. That's 20%. In the 50s and the 60s, $35 is like $280 right now. $280 a week is not a lot of money to live off of, is it? But in spite of having that small amount, he still made sure he gave $56 every week of his income. Yeah, is it getting quiet again? What are we willing to sacrifice? And then after he acquired more and Allah blessed him, you can still see all you've got to do is look around at the face of those who work for the man. And when you began to see the minister talk about what he does for other people, and he doesn't tell us what he does, he just says he's doing something. But the minute that he begins to mention the spirit of charity that he has, you began to see his secretaries with tears coming down their eyes. Why? Because they are witnesses that he has given his life over for the cause of the liberation and salvation of black people and the establishment of the kingdom of God. He's a man that has denied himself. All praise is due to Allah. The second thing that Jesus told his disciples that they had to do, he says, deny yourself and follow me. Follow. Do you know the number one image in art for following is the footprints in the sand? I said, man, that's deep. And then we look at the book we were given. It's called Closing the Gap. See, not only is it necessary to close the gap between us and God and us and, and the minister, but we have to close it in a certain amount of time. Because if the number one image for following is footprints in the sand, that means when the nighttime comes and the moon begins to pour on the earth's waters, it causes the waves from the ocean to come up on the bay. And where somebody once walked and put footprints in the sand could be washed away by the waves and the wind. So in order for us to know exactly where he put his foot at, we've got to stay in step with time. Just something to think about. And then he said, you must also pick up your cross. Well, when you look at the cross, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said, when you study the cross, you're looking at a short horizontal line and a long vertical line. The horizontal represents the material, the physical, the financial, or even the lower urges while the vertical represents the material, financial, or the spiritual. Y'all still okay? What is the Jesus saying? He's saying that there's nothing wrong with getting some money. Just make sure you have longer morals than you have money. There's nothing wrong with getting finance. Just make sure you got more faith than you have finance. Did you hear me?
There's nothing wrong with getting you some bread. Just make sure you got more belief than you've got bread. There's nothing wrong with getting some dollars. Just make sure you serve Allah above the dollar. Make sense. Pick up your cross. So Jesus said, seek ye first. What? He didn't say seek ye only. Seek ye what? Well, if he's saying seek ye first, there may be some seconds and thirds that can be still sought. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all its righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Y'all still okay? Yes. Now, when you mention these righteous ones that were righteous and rich, none of them ever clocked in and worked for the enemy that, that they were living among. Did y'all hear me? They didn't clock in. A brother, you know what a brother told me, he told me the other day, he said, brother, look, I'm blessed and highly favored. You know what that means, don't you? I said, why come every time somebody say blessed and highly favored, that, got, that means he got a raise, a promotion, or, or the interview went well, and he got him a new job. Why is that the only thing that blessing is? Now, sometimes a blessing is not just what you receive. Sometimes it's a blessing to, to not receive certain things. What if what you were doing was supposed to land you with cancer, but Allah blessed you not to get it? What if what you did was supposed to land you HIV positive, but you don't have HIV? See, it's a blessing not to receive that kind of stuff. So I said, brother, well, what do you mean? What you mean blessed and highly favored? He said, brother, I've been blessed with a, uh, a permanent job. Permanent. I said, I said, okay, so he must, be, he must be selling air or water. Because that's about the only permanent job I know of. So I said, okay. I said so brother, what, where do you, what do you mean? Where do you work? He said, I work for the city. I said, hell, the city's not permanent. How can you have a permanent job for the city when the city's not even permanent? Then another brother told me, he said, brother, I'm, I've been, been blessed, you know, I, I've been somebody that, that came up in the streets, but I was, I was blessed to get a good job. Again, what do you mean, good job? I said, where do you work at, brother? He said, I'll work at Chrysler. I said, well, brother, I'm going to be honest with you, the only good job that I know of is the one you create for yourself. And then I said, I said, brother, have you ever wondered why they call it the Chrysler plant? The Chevy plant? The Ford plant? Plant is an abbreviation for plantation. So it's still slavery, whether we like it or not. Y'all still all right? You say, well, what, what am I supposed to do? I, I, uh, you mean this is what I got to do? I got to do something. Well, well, we believe in what's called steal away. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan in the 80s introduced a concept called steal away. You know what that was on a plantation back in the day? That means that a family would be trying to store up whatever they could to find a way to buy their freedom and get free once and for all. See, you got to do what you got to do to take care of your family. But at the same time you're doing what you have to do to take care of your family, you got to do what you love to do or you want to do part-time. 
until what you want to do and love to do part-time is earning you enough money that it can replace what you hate to do full-time. And whenever it can replace it, then you quit that white man's job and you go out there and do for self. Did y'all hear me? Now, now, one of the problems we have, see, don't, don't, don't go home and tell your wife that Brother Nuri said to quit my job. That is not what I just said. I said do what you have to do full-time to take care of your family, but do what you love or want to do part-time until what you love and want to do is earn enough money that you can replace what you do full-time. Then break away and do for self. Did y'all hear me? What problem is is that we end up quitting the job and start sleeping real late. Talking about, well, you know, honey, I'm doing for self. No, you're not doing for self. You're just selfing. We need some doing to be inside of there. Did y'all hear me? Well, I wanted to take in the closing part something that comes from this great book called The Supreme Wisdom Lessons, given to us by our Savior. Master Farad Muhammad to the lost found nation of Islam in the West. The key to unlocking the Bible, unlocking the Holy Quran, unlocking science, unlocking nature. The key to decoding all mathematics in the world right here in this little book. You say, well, well, well how can I get me a copy of that? Membership has its privileges. Did y'all hear me? See, some of us been coming for a long time, but we haven't committed yet. We love the consciousness, but don't want the culture. We love the message, but don't want to follow the method. We love the language, but we don't want that law. We like the word, but we don't want to follow the way of Muhammad. That's like saying that you want to take the medicine, but you don't want to follow the prescription. The only way the word works right if you follow the way that goes with the word. The only way the language works effective is if you follow the law that goes with the language. The only way the consciousness will benefit you is if you follow the culture that's attached to the consciousness. Did y'all hear me? You say, but well, I, I just don't know. You know what? You know, it's going, it's going, I mean, I just got a few more things I need to understand before I join all the way, all the way. No, I don't want to be no hypocrite. If I'm, when I'm there, I'm going to be there for real, for real, for real. Breaking news for you. We not all the way here. We not all the way for real, for real. No, no, this is the hospital. Did y'all hear me? See, you judging from the outside looking in, but we are still wrestling with negativity every day. I mean, negativity. Every day. We get, we, did y'all hear me? We just on different levels in the hospital. Some of us feel so sick that we in ER. Some of us think got a little bit better. Well, now we can come to the hospital on an outpatient only basis. Huh? Some of us a little more messed up and we in ICU. 
Some of us so crazy we need to be quarantined. Keep everybody away from him. And don't give him nothing but bean soup, whole wheat bread, and raw milk. Message to the black man, our savior has arrived. The study guys eat to live, fall of America, tapes by the minister for three years. Then he's allowed to, no, no, no brothers and sisters, don't wait till you get all the way right. If you could get all the way right, right out there, you wouldn't need her in here. The reason why the mosque is set up is because we need an aquarium in the middle of the sea of sin. We need an incubator in a sick, corrupt, polluted world that we can come breathe a different air, be around people striving to be right. That way when we are in the building and we use our spiritual peripheral vision and we begin to see other people struggling with what we're struggling with, yet they are managing a smile. They're still moving forward. In your mind, you begin to say to yourself, if she can do it, so can I. If he can do it, so can I. And we borrow strength from one another, brothers and sisters. No. The real truth is, submission is not the fruit of understanding. Understanding is the fruit of submission. Okay, y'all don't believe me. How many of you read the message to the black man before you registered? Some of it at least. All of us did, didn't we? Now, after you wrote that letter and got your ex, and you went and picked that message to the black man up again and start reading it, tell the truth. Didn't it seem like somebody added some other pages to your book? <laughs> huh? Did that happen to y'all too? Like whole chapters. You like, I, hold on, this is the first page. Why come I didn't see that before? You know why? Because understanding is the fruit of submission. And when Allah, God, seen that we were willing to, to execute the three principles needed to be a follower of Muhammad for the rest of your life by writing that Savior's letter, which is observation, concentration, and submission. When he seen we were willing to observe another hand right another than our own, submit our hand to write like that. Is that right? Concentrate on it long enough to get it just like it was on the paper. Allah said, as a reward, I will give you more insight and more understanding. So don't wait till you understand to submit. Now submit and watch understanding be the gift that God gives you, brother and sister, for joining this great nation. All praise is due to Allah. Well, in this Supreme Wisdom book, there's a section called the Problem Book. It outlines in 34 problems our miserable state of condition whenever the Savior found us in the wilderness of North America. However, two things just to, to notice real quick. One, you notice that on the first page, there's six problems. Did you know out of six problems on the first page, four of them deal with health? That, that means that God trying to tell us something. Health is important. In fact, health is so important that every letter that the minister writes to us, he always opens it up in the same way. May this letter find you in the best of what? And 
What's he telling us? See, the synergism, meaning when health and spirit are operating at the same time in one organism, then that makes you and me an unstoppable human being. But in order for him to say health and spirit, he's putting those two above everything else. That's just something to think about. But then there's another thing that we notice. Out of the 34 problems, one of the problems is given its, its own page to itself. It's called problem number 13. Y'all ready? Let's see what it says. It says, after learning mathematics, which is Islam, and Islam is mathematics, it stands true. You can always prove it at no limit of time. Then you must learn to use it to secure some benefit while you are living. That is luxury, money, good homes, friendships in all walks of life. Y'all didn't hear me. Then he says, sit yourself in heaven at once. That is the greatest desire of your brother and teachers. These points are pregnant with a lot of truths. One, we see that mathematics is Islam and Islam is mathematics. It can be proved in no limit of time. That's one side of learning. But after learning the spiritual teaching of Islam, then we must learn how to use the mindset, the wisdom from that teaching, to secure some benefit for ourselves while we are alive. In other words, if you've got supreme wisdom, let me see you bring birth to some supreme things. If you've got supreme wisdom, let me see you bring birth to a supreme business. And I want to see you with some luxury, money, good homes, and friendships in all walks of life. Then it says, sit yourself in heaven at once. That's, that's big too. That means God ain't going to do it for us. He says, sit yourself. I've already given you everything you need. Put yourself in heaven at once. That is the greatest desire of your brother and teachers. That, that's giving us the criterion on how we judge who a real brother is, who a real sister is. How do you know a real teacher? It's whenever they don't want to be personally rich and not you have something too. Whatever they have, they want you to have it too. Did you hear me? I was going to say some more, but we gonna, so for the sake of time, we're going to keep it moving. Y'all all right? Well, now, now look at what it says. It says, now you must speak the language so that you can use your mathematical theology in the proper term. Otherwise, you will not be successful unless you do speak well, for she knows all about you. That, that's powerful. Because what we are learning is that words, you can't just, just say just words. Words are powerful. If the only way we're going to be successful and use our mathematical theology is if we have good communication skills, then we have to learn how to use words. Not just to talk about what is, but to bring things into existence. Words are so powerful. 
that in the Bible, in the book of John 1 and 1, when they were trying to figure out what in creation could be compared to a word to show how powerful words are, there was nothing in the universe good enough to describe the power of words. So it says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was God. The word was with God. The word became flesh and dwelled among men. In other words, there's nothing in the universe powerful enough to express how powerful words are but God himself. That means that whatever God can do, we can do if we speak right. In fact, in fact, it is words that Allah God brings things into existence with. Didn't it say in the Bible when it was dark? And God said, let there be light? Didn't he say, and God said, let the stars adorn? He didn't just think and wish and hope. He, he said, right? And when he got down to make it a man, and God said, let us make man. The Holy Quran says it like this. And when Allah deems a thing, he simply says to it, kun fa kun, be. He didn't just think it or hope it. He said to it, be. And it is. Do you know the minister told the rappers and the street organization heads in Chicago at the Salam a few months ago, look what he said to them. He says, if you don't have what you want out of life, it's because you're not speaking the right words. Oh, that's deep. What we find is that, law, law, that, that words don't just describe what is. But by the law of substitution, words can actually bring into existence what is not yet here. So the Bible tells us, speak those things which are not as if though they are. Telling us that we have the power to use language to bring things into existence. So we will not be successful unless we do what? Speak well. Well... The mathematical theology, in proper terms, comes from language, comes from speaking well. But there's a living testimony found in the book, Message to the Black Man, on page 174, that teaches us how to use our mathematical theology in the proper terms. It's in a section called the Economic Blueprint. Y'all ready for this? In the economic blueprint on page 174, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad says in five points, point number one, recognize the necessity for unity and group operations. You didn't hear me. In other words, to be successful, we got to come together. I got to get mine and you got to get yours is not working. We got to get out of the mindset that I'd rather have 100% of nothing than 10% of something. Wouldn't it be better for us to come together and share a little bit of a lot for a long time instead of being here 20 years later still with the dry cleaner on our mind, still with the grocery store on our mind? Still with the car lot on our mind. Don't you know how many other brothers and sisters are around you that got the same idea? The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, six or eight of you that believe and have like minds, pull your resources. Y'all with me? Number two, 
He says, pull your resources physically as well as financially. See, we, we like to be just an investor. So you got one person that's going to do all the work. Somebody else going to front the money. They're not going to put in no work, but they expect that they're going to get the same. No, no. What the, the messenger is telling us is that come with your mind, your money, and your muscle. Bring your time, talent, and your treasure to the endeavor. Pull all of it together, and even if you brought the money, bring some work. And if you brought some work, you still got to bring some money too. And when we work together with a mathematical distribution based upon work and idea, work and investment, then we can decide how this business is going to grow. Number three, he said, stop wanting criticism of everything that is black owned and operated. You know that's us. We hard on black businesses, but merciful on white people. Am I telling the truth? Every year, some pizza spot then got caught putting some extra sauce on the pizza, and it wasn't tomato sauce. And we swear I ain't never, ever, ever going back to Pizza Hut. I never order again. Two weeks later, we back on the phone ordering Pizza Hut. But let us go to a black-owned restaurant. And they showed us one hush puppy. This is why I like doing no business with no, I ain't never, ever, never going. No, no, we should be merciful to one another. Stop wanting criticism. That means that we got to support other black businesses if we're going to be in one. Did y'all hear me? If you got to drive a little farther, so what? If you got to pay a little more, so what? That's what Jews do. In the Jewish community, a dollar circulates in that community seven to ten times before it ever leaves the community. But in the black community, our dollar only circulates one-tenth of one time. I don't even think you can call that circulate. Because to circulate means you got to at least make a circle. You got to get a lap in. That's a hundred-yard dash. And because they keep their money in their community, they can do more with little than we do with a lot. Okay, y'all understand what I'm saying. Okay, let's suppose I got a grocery store. Y'all, y'all, okay. But Jeffrey has a supermarket. Brother Leon has the insurance business, right? Brother Fontaine, he has the dry cleaner. See, circulate, let me show you what it means. As, as a supermarket owner, I've got to take my clothes, to, my stuff to get clean by the dry cleaner. Is that right? What did you have, Brother Jeffrey? The school, right? What was it? You had a supermarket? I took your supermarket? I just tried to see if he was rolling. No. He's going to take the school now. I got the supermarket. School. What you have, Brother Leon? Insurance. Cleaners. Now, Brother Fontaine's baby's got to go to the school. Right? So some of the money I gave him to get the stuff at the supermarket clean he takes some of them same dollars and gives it to Brother Jeffrey to pay the tuition. 
Now, but Jeffrey also has to keep insurance. So he has to take some of the money that I gave Brother Fontaine for the cleaners that he gave Brother Jeffrey for the tuition to get the insurance. But Brother Leon got to eat too. He got to eat now. So guess what he's got to do? He's got to bring some of the money that Brother Jeffrey gave him from the school that he got from the cleaners that Brother Fontaine got from me, and now I'm getting the money back. That's one time. That means that we're able to use the same money when we need it the most. Oh, that's sweet. Y'all still all right? Number four, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad says, keep in mind, jealousy destroys from within. A Muslim is not a Muslim until they love for their brother or sister what they love for themselves. Did y'all hear me? That, that means that the code of a real believer is that we are just as happy to see you with something as I would be if I had it. So I, if you're riding good, I'm happy for you like if I was riding good. If you lost weight, I'm happy for you, as if I lost weight. If you got money, if you doing good, if you making progress, I'm just as happy for you as I would be for myself. That's the way a real believer thinks. Jealousy destroys from within. Last but not least, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad says, observe the operations of the white man. He makes no excuses for his failure. He works hard in a collective manner. You do the same. If there are six or eight Muslims with knowledge and experience of the grocery business, pull your knowledge, open the grocery stores, and you work collectively and harmoniously, and Allah will bless you with success. Six or what? There's another problem. We like doing it with one or two. Six or eight. Y'all still all right? He didn't say hate the white man. He said what? Observe. See, we don't hate the white man. We understand white people. You want to nitpick on specific incidents. But we go after the nature that produces the incident. Do y'all understand that? And at a certain point, brothers and sisters, the lions going to have to separate from the hyenas. The chickens are going to have to get away from the hawks. The goldfish are going to have to get away from swimming with the piranhas. Yeah, we all bleed red blood, but so do the piranhas and the goldfish have fins. So does the hawk and the chicken have feathers and a beak. So does the hyenas and the lion have claws and fur. But at a certain point, we're going to have to get away from our enemy and clock out one last time and say, I've been here long enough and I've been observing the operations of the white man. And I done found six other sisters and brothers just like myself. And now we've observed it and we've come to work together in a collective and a harmonious way. And we're going to pull our mind, money, and our muscle together and we're going to open up our own from this day forward. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad gave us the economic blueprint. However, a blueprint is the sketch on paper on how to achieve. 
Well, guess what? He's hired the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan to be his general contractor. Did y'all hear me? Question, question is, are you willing to swing that hammer? Am I, are we willing to be the laborers for the general contractor? To build people and build a nation for ourselves. Thank you for listening. I greet you in peace. Assalamu alaikum. All praises are due to Allah. Thank you so much, sisters and brothers. All, all praises due to Allah for the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. There it is. <clears throat> Part two of Doing for Sale. A lot of great, a lot of great uh, points. You all should have some notes that you all would like to share with us today. So if you have something that you would like to share, go ahead and press the number one. Go ahead and drop a number one if you have something that you would like to share. All right, let's see here. I'll turn it off right there. Turn it back off. All right, so I see Brother Jay. Go ahead. Peace, family. Can you hear me? Uh, yep, we can hear you. Yes, sir. Um, well, it was a lot of great points, as always, when it comes to Brother Nuri. Um, but one point that stood out to me was when he mentioned the still-away method. And why that stood out to me was because I'm currently, um, I'm currently striving to practice that right now. Um, so with that being said, like I just started this job at Walmart um, like a month ago. And like after I take care of my bills, um, I'm actually now all that money, I'm taking that and I'm investing that into this little side business. But not only that, when you when he said uh, treat you, you, the thing you're working on on the side, like a side job or a part-time job, 20 hours. So just trying to figure out how I can carve out at least, at least 20 hours of my week towards that and then changing my programming from from it being like when I go to a job I look at the job like oh, I'm not gonna do certain things I'm gonna be their own time I'm gonna treat it a certain type of way well just like my side business I'm learning to to think about my business on the side as an actual job like I'm not gonna be sitting on my phone um trying to scroll through Instagram or Facebook, any of them things that I won't be doing at my actual job because I need to keep that job. I'm gonna take those same principles. And when I'm working on my side uh business at home, I'm gonna treat it that same way. So that's one uh, point that I got out of there. Yes, sir. Thank you for sharing. Sister Farah. Uh, some uh, so the only way that these teachings will benefit you is if you put it into action. Um, you can't say one meal a day don't work if you haven't even tried it. You can't say the steal away method don't work if you haven't even tried it. Tried it the way he instructed. Um, before I joined the nation, my mom used to always tell me pray about it when I ran into a conflict um and I used to say in my head you know that don't work because I, I didn't really believe like that um before I found these uh, teachings um when I finally gave up trying to do things my own way and eventually would go in the room and pray 
I would feel a lot better. But, um, you know, later on in life, when I, I don't forget all about what I prayed about, sometimes I would receive it. But unfortunately, I didn't have the teachers yet to teach me that uh, God isn't a spook. And the only thing I was missing was to put in the work behind my faith. Uh, since faith without works is dead. Um, if you follow these teachings word for word, the way Allah has instructed us to follow it, we can't fail. You know, we are sure to succeed. The teachings are perfect. The law is perfect. We are the ones striving to be uh, perfect. Allah is the all-knower. It is us that are growing in knowledge. Um, so who are we to think that we know better than Allah and not uh, have faith in him and his word? When we don't make Allah sufficient, it's showing that we don't believe. Because Allah taught us that he uh, He is sufficient. Um, we think we know better than him when we say, uh, you know, this white man's job is, is sufficient for my needs. No, no, Allah works through you. He works through your brother and sister. Allah, through the messenger and the minister, has given us everything we need to live life abundantly. His path is guaranteed to grant us luxury, wealth, good homes, and friendship in all walks of life. He gave us the blueprint. We only hurt ourselves by straying away from it. Every time we stray off the path, we are choosing death over life. Things way will surely lead, lead us to our doom. You know, things way puts us in hell that only Allah can lift us up out of if we let him. It's up to us to take that one step towards him. Then he takes his, uh, two steps towards us, not the other way around. Sorry, as salam Thank you for sharing. Brother Maximus. As-salam Brothers and sisters. Um, the takeaway for me was um, about faith. And then if you don't mind me reading just a little passage real quick from what the minister said on his birthday, how it related to um, Brother Minister talk about when you, you could tell when people follow the teachings of the minister. And he was talking about the reward, the reward of faith. I have never worked for a reward. Allah is my judge and he knows my heart. He wanted you all to pattern your lives after me because I live my life in the way that life should be lived for the glory of God, said minister. He also talked about the promise of Allah to the believers. When you come into Islam and you hear the promise of God, it satisfies us all because we want luxury, money, good homes and friendships in all walks of life. God doesn't lie, nor does he promise falsely. He offered us that, but he want, wanted something from us. What were we willing to give? Not what we are willing to get for our giving, said the minister. There is saying in the church, it's better to give than to receive. And some of us have it twisted. And just touch one more thing was um, when the sister was talking about the one other day, I remember um, Brother Minister um, Nuri mentioned when he started eating once a day, when he was putting his lunch money that he would spend every day away and not look at it. And by following the teachings of the um, Honorable Elijah Muhammad, how he said he was able to purchase a car with that money because it grew so fast because he didn't even notice it. Um, so, um, there is reward 
and following the teachings. Um, that's all I had to say. I sound like them. Well, like Salam. Brother Daniel 6 6. Yes, sir. Light on top of light. Um, <laughs> some of you takeaways in this message. We, we thank Allah for our brother Nuri and the helper like that. Um, first takeaway I got is when he said that <laughs> there are some brothers who need to be locked away <laughs> with, a, with the uh, message of the black man and be, be confined to a certain diet and whatnot. And I said to myself, I'm, I'm that brother. You know, and I said it in a way that it made me think about how I always need to be studying message to the black man, studying the various books of the exalted Christ and the minister and the things that we've been given, because I know when we think we got it, we've lost it. And then he quantified the statement by saying, you go back and you read message to the black man, it's almost like, oh, who added something? No, it just said you grew in understanding and you had to go back. I told myself, because I've been in the nation 26 years, and I asked myself, what have you mastered in 26 years? Not what have you tried to delve around in, what have you dibbled and dabbled in, you ate one meal a day for three years and it fell off. What have you mastered? And I had to be honest, I mastered nothing. Hmm. Then you need to go back and read, because if you've been in the nation 26 years and you ain't mastered one meal a day, then why would you put that book down, buddy? You ain't master prayer five times a day at the proper time all the time. Why would you stop? You ain't master going in the field constantly. You ain't master the basics. Then why should you ever stop? You should always be that brother locked away with the books and triage because you ain't there. I'm just saying that 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 stood out to me. What stood out to me was when he went into problem number thirteen sitting yourself in heaven at once, you know, it makes me think about being just responsible for everything in my life. Stop looking outwardly and understand that everything that comes to my life is a matter of a thought, an action, lack of thinking, or an inaction, that these things got to come into my life to level me up, to help me be what I say I want to be. So those are some of the takeaways that I got earlier on. I think I'm going to come back around, but that's what I got at this point. Praise be to Allah. Sister Randisha? Assalamu alaikum, family. So a few things that stood out to me was when Jesus told his disciples the three things as it relates to closing in the gap, as Brother Nori referred to. One, deny yourself, because um, there's always something bigger than oneself. Two, deny yourself and follow me. And he related to the footprints and the sand. And then three, pick up your cross. And he explained, you know, the short horizontal line versus the long vertical line. And he says, we love the message, but we won't follow the method. He also stated that understanding is the fruit of submission, observation, concentration, and understanding. Submit and watch Allah give you the gift of understanding. He also broke down the problem book and the 34 problems. But he says six deals with um the six problems out of the six for deal with health, he also stated that, you know, when the minister writes a letter, he always say, he prayed that we are in the best of health and spirit. And he said, what if the problem is giving a page to herself, which is problem 13. And also he referred to sit yourself in heaven at once. So those were just a few key takeaways that stood out to me. Assalamu alaikum. Well, alaikum salam. 
Sister Shalon. Okay, greetings, family. Okay, so starting off, E.T. hit me with the be intentional and deliberate and do money stuff. Then Nuri came, Brother Nuri came right behind him saying money is not everything, but it's definitely up there with oxygen, which means it is needed. Master Farah Muhammad said he wants us, he wants to make us rich, so rich that we'll be embarrassed, but we have to do it the right way. Don't be out there doing foolish things, thinking that you, the money is going to come to you if it's not righteously, if it's, if it's not righteously done. Then he says, sacrifice, sacrifice and do it righteously. Deny yourself and follow Allah. It'll come to you. Deny yourself the foolishness and follow him. When he said be a good or have good communication skills, that hit me as well. So, so much because I'm such a good, a, a believer in good communications. When he said good communication skills brings things into existence. How are you going to bring things to you when you cannot even communicate with the people well? God said, be, and I say this after every prayer, I'm saying, kun fayakun. And I got that from you, Brother Ben, even with, with when you brought out your book. That stood out with me so heavily, so long ago, every prayer. I say, kun fayakun, be, and it is. Use your words to bring things into existence. To be successful. And that 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 right there stuck with me really well because my children are coming on board with me with, with what it is that I'm doing. They're assisting me now. To be successful, we have to come together. So I'm so grateful for my children coming on because it takes a family. It takes more than one. It takes a number of people, as he pointed out when he talked about Brother Fontaine and Brother Leon and, and, and Brother Jeffrey and how each one doing what they do and bringing it all together with the monies coming in is what's needed. Your time, your talent, your work, your treasure, which is your money, all makes it happen. Assalamualaikum. Walaikum salam. <clears throat> One of the things that stood out to me, um, Brother Neri said, uh, Uh, be careful when money is everything for people. They'll be willing to do anything to get it. Um, and that includes you. So um, money is important. Like you said, it's, it's right up there with oxygen now. You know, if you don't got none, it's, it can be hard for you to breathe. But be mindful of those who are willing to compromise to get the money, to do wicked things and, you know, uh, to to get the money. Um got to be careful because then they can also you know do that to you and honestly um in reality it's doing the right thing that actually gets it because money is only a byproduct so there there is times where people don't need your money there are some opportunities where they don't need you to invest they're looking for people with you know good character they're looking with, for people that's going to really you know, uh, have have a good service and really want to impact and really have a good heart. You know what I mean? So 
uh, you don't always have to go that route of, you know, doing somebody wrong or doing this or doing that to get it. Yes, there is maybe some benefit from it, but it won't last too long. People will eventually, you know, find ways to protect themselves and things of that nature. So uh, money is a byproduct. Cash is a byproduct of just doing the right thing. So just be mindful of those who are willing to do anything. I'm willing to by any means necessary. You know, you, you, you want to be watchful of people like that. Then he also said, um, don't want what we have. We not speaking the right. If we don't have what we, if we don't have what we want, we're not speaking the right words. Then he brought up a scripture that talks about speak of, uh, speak of those things which are not as though they are. And when you think about what is a word, a word, I think Brother, Brother Nuri even said this, but a word is thought times sound. You're, you're saying and speaking what you're thinking, even if it's subconsciously. There are some people who cuss, right? And I noticed this like at a young age. You'll be cussing and you'll, you'll, man, why are you cussing so much, man? I just, I just be, I just can't, you know what I mean? It just be coming out. But when you get around your mother or somebody you respect, because some people don't respect their mothers enough to not, or they just got a weird relationship where you can just literally cuss in front of your mama and them. I, I, don't, I don't know what that feel like, but uh, they cuss in front of their parents. But if they around somebody they respect, um, how do you just turn it off? Because mentally, you know who you around. So you are more careful with your words. So it's not that, oh, I just can't handle it. I just can't stop doing it. No, it's just because you're not, you're consciously in your mind, I don't have to stop doing around these you know, particular people. So I'm saying all that to say, um, what we say is a reflection of what's in our mind. Now, sometimes, you know, you may be angry, you may be speaking out of emotion, and you may really feel like that at the moment. So even if it's temporary, it's what you're thinking, it's what you're feeling. So start to change, you know, what you think and what you feel. Um, what you think and what you feel about yourself. Um, because not only does that reflect in your words, but then it reflects in your actions. It says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So those of us who have money problems, speaking of money, more money won't solve it because money wasn't the root. It's knowledge. It's the mindset. It's how we handle the money. Because if I give you 10000 and you don't know how to manage $1,000, you are not going to magically not now know how to manage 10000 if you didn't even know how to manage 1000 You just have more money that that's that's really going to hurt you because you don't know how you show don't know how to manage that so it's a byproduct and if we fix our, our thought process about ourselves if we go get more knowledge if we get more information to feed our actions then our life will become better but it does start with uh the mindset matter of fact i mean read any i mean this is just to prove read any millionaire book Secrets of a Millionaire Mind, Thinking Grow Rich, uh, Science of Getting Rich, uh, Science of Money, whatever you read, you'll notice all of them really is talking about mindset. Yeah, they're going to talk about, you know, some management skills and budgeting and, you know, that. But if y'all go look, think about all those books y'all probably done already read. Majority of the content in it is about how to think. 
It's about how to think. So many of us, if we just look at uh, rich, yeah, rich dad, poor dad, if we look over our lives, we've had $10,000 before. You've had $5,000 before. You done had $1,000 before. But somebody did something different with their 1000 than you did with your 1000 For example, I'm sure many of y'all may know this, but you can buy property, acres of land, for less than $1,000. I was at a conference where people are literally buying 5,000 square foot properties and land and all this for nine fifty. Six fifty, uh, man. I'm talking about you. You may get the right tax lien or tax deed, whichever one it is. You may get the whole house, twenty two hundred, twenty three hundred, twenty five hundred, thirty. It's like wow. If I would have just known what to do with it and had the discipline mindset to 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 say I'm going to do it now that I know it, how much more further along? Would you be so oftentimes for us? It's not the lack of money. It's not the lack of our. Uh, it's just that we're not being resourceful, uh, or we're not uh, going out seeking the knowledge to control and dictate our actions. So that's one of the things or the two things that stood out for me. Change the words, you know, and um, you know, I know affirmations and all that be sounding like, but but it's it's good. You know, try it out. Try out, you know, talking to yourself more positively because we can get on here and you can go to somewhere and they can talk about how great you are and how beautiful you are. But if inside of you're rejecting that thought, it don't really matter. If your own voice is saying they lying, you ugly, you ain't worthy. It don't. Somebody can say you beautiful all day long. You so good. All the black woman, all the black man. They could be saying that all day long, but if on the inside you rejecting what they saying, it don't matter. But the great thing about that is it's the same on the flip side. You can have belief in yourself. You can know that you are God. You can know that you are a reflection of God. You can know how powerful you are. And they can say you nothing. Oh, you ain't nothing but a little old nigga. You ain't this. You ain't that. But from the inside, if you know, boy, you can reject that, too. And still operate and still, uh, I was about to say kill, give life uh, to your life and do good things because it's coming from within. So, yes, we want support and yes, we want people to affirm us and and, 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 and console us and do all that. That's good. You know, that that's needed, too. But uh, majority of that have to come from within yourself some type of self-work and, and self-belief within yourself because nobody's going to always be there for you. I don't care if it's your husband or your wife. They may get sick. They may get busy. Like, you, they're not literally with you when you're in your head. So, yeah, they may be in the room. They may be sitting right here. But you thinking something in your head. I want to do this business idea. Your mind saying, boy, you ain't good enough. Girl, you can't get enough. So you don't even attempt to do it because what's going on in here? Ain't nobody in here. But you now other voices may be up in there, but you can can you can control this. And this is what dictates what I am going to do or what I'm not going to do. That's why I says be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, not his mind. As a man thinking in his heart, <clears throat> not her heart or not somebody else's heart, his heart, his own heart. So is he. So let's strive to transform ourselves from within. <clears throat> let's go to Sister Shelby. Hey, everybody, can you hear me? 
We can hear you. Okay, um, I'm grateful to be here this morning. Um, lots of great points. To me, it was mainly about speaking to the entrepreneur and all of us, which I believe he's saying that because of God, we all have um, an entrepreneur in us. It may not be something that you're even aware of. Um, the God consciousness in, in all of us is where the gifts lie. Uh, lie. It's just about being willing to invest the time, stay committed in um, with self to, to be able to unlock the gifts. Because again, um, me, myself, personal experience, where I am now in life, even though I've been an entrepreneur predominantly my whole adult life, I ne would have never thought that I would be where I am right now. And it's mainly due to unlocking my gifts, the gifts, the talents that I came into this world with that for the most part of my 20s, I had no idea, you know, th they were there. So again, it comes down to, like uh, Brother Nuri said, getting with yourself and overcoming the demons within self. Is, it also, if I'm not mistaken, one of the lectures from last week's call uh, Minister Louis Farrakhan was also talking about the, the same exact thing. And um, as a people, you know, we don't believe in ourselves and we talk down or send negative energy to our brothers and sisters who think highly of themselves and who or who have already unlocked them their gifts and they're confident in, in what they do. Um, I found that is a lot of it is due to trauma. Um, being a life coach and a business coach, I deal with a lot of uh, people who they, they really want to be self-sufficient. They really want to own a business. They want to be successful, but they have not done the work to overcome the traumas that prevent them from doing so. So those of you who I heard some people say that they, you know, they're working hard to become self-sufficient. They're they have the job, they have the business. I just want to encourage you guys to focus on healing your traumas. I personally move light years in five years from healing my traumas. I went from one business to now I, I have an enterprise and I'm just telling you it was because I focused on healing traumas. Some of them were traumas that I didn't even know um, existed within me. So that goes back to what Brother Nuri was saying, being accountable and responsible and you know, getting with getting with self. So um, I just want to encourage you guys to move forward, go forward, 
um, connect with like-minded, like he was saying, seven. The number is seven. It's hard for us who are already on the path to connect with one or two. But I'm hopeful that um, in the near future, more of us will become aware of who we are and heal the traumas to allow us to connect with each other and and grow in ways that we've never, you know, done before or probably thought were possible. So that's that's pretty much all I have for today. And like I said, great message for the entrepreneur or anyone who is seeking the entrepreneur route. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, Sister Yolanda. And that's all I have for today. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for sharing. Wait, can y'all hear me? Check, check, check. Check, check. Can y'all hear me now? My bad. I don't know what beat, man. This thing do what it want to do. I was saying thank you for sharing. Uh, Sister Yolanda. Assalamu alaikum, family. Well, excellent. Uh, in this lecture that the Minister Nori delivered, there's a lot of feeding to do off of it. And he really, to me, breaks the understanding of the teachings down where you could understand it if you have heard this before, but you really quite didn't get it or I didn't quite get it. It really hits home for me. And in the Teachings 2.0, Volume 3A, the minister has a lot of, uh, or there are questions mentioned in the business and economic part of understanding more on Muhammad's economic blueprint. And also in one of the answers he provided, he suggested that if we listen carefully to the uh, address, Savior's Day, February 24, 2013, then we'll have uh, the blueprint will be in your hands and then you could do with it best you can to help yourself. Brother Ben, Sister Shelby, Sister Shilon, and a few others hit on a point that I wanted to speak, expound upon as well. And that's in doing for self. Uh, Minister Nourish said the only way the language works effective is if you follow that which goes with it. Only way consciousness will benefit you as if you to as the only way consciousness will benefit you is to follow the culture that's attached to the consciousness, meaning all of the, the resources that we have, in my opinion, with the resources that we have, tapping into the God within ourselves. And as Sister Shelby mentioned, dealing with your traumas. So that we can deny ourselves and begin to close the gap. Minister Nori mentioned one of the three things that help us also is deny yourself and following Jesus. Closing a gap is in the book, Closing a Gap, he mentioned. But closing a gap between us and the God, us and the minister. But we have to close it in a certain amount of time. So that means at this point for me, there is no more time to be wasted. It's a lot of different avenues that we I have to work on with my and within myself to allow me to grow into effective communication. 
being able to handle people as, as the brothers and FOI mentioned that it's not easy out there with the final call. But when we get that uh, rejection of what is given to us, let us not take it, let me not take it personal because it's not a personal attack on me. Whatever that individual may be dealing with or going through or whatever state they're in, that's what came out of them. So in just being successful with this blueprint and helping us to build our nation. We got to get ourselves together physically, mentally, and financially. Because it's hard. He mentioned about the black businesses as well. We don't trust or we criticize the black businesses. But yet, I'm going to speak for me. I still go in Nordstrom. I still go in Bloomingdale's. And I buy those designers' products for myself. Yet, how trustworthy am I to go to a sister if I know she's a seamstress or sold and purchase for them. So I look into myself and start asking myself these questions. When I go out and I see what I see, let me think of my nation builders or people in sisters and brothers in my nation that supply service so that I can uh, either render payment or we can bargain amongst one another as opposed to going out to the retail stores and giving them our money. Let's keep our money within our community. And the one thing that really hits home as well is jealousy destroys what is within. Let me be mindful not to, because such and such is on the platform and they raising or they doing well or they at the pop-ups and they doing this, that and other thing. And I'm sitting there looking, how you get to do all that? Why I can't? Why I'm not being able to do it? Because I'm not applying what I am taking in. I need to apply what I'm taking in, and I can get there. Be happy for that sister and brother. They're being blessed. Let me get on my path to be a blessing, to be blessed, to be a blessing. So that some it doesn't mean that I have to give someone something, but just in my countenance and people communicating to me the language. I can bless them through what I speak. And then it doesn't have to always be monetary. I could drop little seeds for them that will grow within them so they could come up and then they could feel blessed and then they could take the blessings and bless someone else, however that may, however that might come. So thank you for allowing me to share. Uh, I leave you, I leave you as I came to you before in peace. Assalamualaikum. Waalaikumsalam. <clears throat> We have to end early because I have an appointment I need to get to, but I thank all of you for sharing your feedback today. Uh, you will be able to check out the replay by going to www.thepowercall.net to check that out. Thank everybody again for your blacktastic feedback. And inshallah, we'll see you guys in the morning, 9 a.m. Assalamu alaikum. Brother Ben here. Brother Ben. Now Ben got a heck of a program. A lot of people listening to Brother Ben. And Ben tells them about the minister.